You're listening to the Not Another Wrestling Podcast. Alright, let's get to it. Welcome to another edition of the Not Another Wrestling Podcast. Merry Christmas to those of you who are listening to this on Christmas Eve, Christmas Day, or whenever the case may be. Um, Thank you all so much for bearing with me these past couple of weeks. um, As last week, when I was, uh, well, two weeks ago when I wasn't feeling well. And I hope you all enjoyed last week's uh, top 10, my top 10 favorite NXT TakeOver matches. It was a... It was a long struggle to do that episode uh, just because of the matches and the notes and just, well, maybe not the matches because the matches were fun, but the um, it was it was tough putting that list together, I'll tell you that much. Um, next week we might be doing some like end of the year fun type of stuff, you know, some of my favorite matches, favorite wrestlers, my wrestlers of the year and all that fun fun stuff but uh but today we're not going to go too long considering it is christmas you know you guys want to spend time with your families and uh i respect that at the time that uh, you know while this is released i'll be with my family as well so we're going to talk about some of the big stories that happened this week on uh in, in all of professional wrestling and uh i'm going to kick things off with this big story my my personal favorite story of the week Kyle O'Reilly made his AEW debut this past Wednesday night, and it was awesome. Now, was it as good as the Undisputed Era debut in NXT? Um, yeah, not really. Uh, it was solid. It was good. I loved it. Uh, but obviously, it can't be that NXT debut. Um. So the mat- so Adam Cole and Orange Cassidy are having this great opening match, and as Bobby Fish comes down to distract the referee, he um, uh, Kyle O'Reilly's emerging from the crowd, and people are are cheering and chanting, and Kyle O'Reilly comes up and he attacks Orange Cassidy, and then Adam Cole gets the win, uh, hitting the uh, the high low on on uh, Cassidy, Red Dragon reforming. Uh, Undisputed Era re- reunited in AEW as uh, the uh, as they as the Bucks come down being confused and Adam Cole's just like yeah these are my friends and Matt Jackson like, this is your surprise yeah um I really feel like this could have been more impactful had Cole not teased this teased Kyle's debut for this past week I felt like it would have been a lot better had they just said nothing. And then we got Kyle O'Reilly. Uh, it would have been a lot more fun that way. But uh, overall, Kyle O'Reilly and AEW, man, this this is just going to be so much fun. Let's take a real quick here. AEW roster. You know, I love doing this in the podcast right now. Just going through the roster, seeing who we got here. I mean, already there's so many matches I want to see Kyle O'Reilly have as a singles competitor. First, Brian Danielson, Kyle O'Reilly. Yes, please. Uh, down the line, Adam Cole, Kyle O'Reilly. Uh not right now because, you know, we've already seen it a bunch. Darby Allen, Kyle O'Reilly. Uh, I want to see uh, Kenny Omega, Kyle O'Reilly, Jungle Boy, uh, MJF, Orange Cassidy, Pac, uh, Sammy Guevara. Uh, I would just, I, oh, the possibilities are endless. Um, 
And one really cool thing about like to see, you know, Red Dragon being added to this, this AEW tag team division, you know, FTR and Red Dragon. Oh my god. Yes. We only ever got that match once, once, dude, once, and now, oh, now we can have it more. Yes, please, God, give it to me. Uh, Kyle O'Reilly versus Hangman Page would be excellent. The champion, of course, the AEW champion, uh, Young Bucks and and um, and Red Dragon can rekindle uh, their old rivalry from ROH. Kyle O'Reilly versus CM Punk. Uh, there's so many teams. Lucha Bros. It, it would just be so much fun to see uh, Kyle O'Reilly, and now. I'm just, I'm just so excited, man. I, I love Kyle O'Reilly. I love the Undisputed Era. I love all these guys. It would just be a really, really fun time for Kyle. Um, a lot of people were probably suspecting that he would come to AEW. I mean, I'm not really sure where else he would have went. This is probably the, the best decision he could have made for himself as far as a, as far as a company. There's no other program uh, company that I think he would go to leave since leaving WWE. I mean, his best friends are there. Bobby Fish and Adam Cole are there. So I, I've been saying, like, you know, I don't see why Kyle O'Reilly would stay in WWE. And I don't see why Kyle O'Reilly would, you know, like not go to AEW. I'm just glad he's going right in. And I'm really, really looking forward to it and really excited about it. Um, You know, this story is very interesting with the, with the elite and... Uh, and, uh, you know, now Undisputed Era, I don't know what they're going to call themselves. Um, because now, Ken, Kenny has, he's, he's going to be gone for a long time dealing with his, uh, his injuries. Now, I go to Wikipedia right now, and if you actually look on Wikipedia, the official members of the elite are Kenny Omega, the leader, Matt and Nick Jackson, Adam Cole, which he joined back in September. Bobby Fish was made an official member back in November. And now Kyle O'Reilly. Um, that is according to the uh, the Wikipedia page. And this has been up for about a day. And they're usually pretty spot on when it comes to the guys in uh, to information. You know, when they have the, 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 the moderators. Um, I think they can definitely have this cohesive unit with the four of them, with this storytelling going on, um, depending on how long Kenny is going to be out, I mean, if he, if Kenny's going to be, because Kenny's going uh, uh, to, the things we've heard about with Kenny Omega this past year, with the injuries he sustained, and the fact that he still wanted to finish up this this story with, with Hangman Adam Page, just goes to show like how dedicated he was to that story. So, now, uh, you know, we could keep things going and, you know, Adam Cole can kind of take over as the quote-unquote leader of the elite and then Kenny can come back and we can get in the undisputed era of elite storyline we've been looking for. Uh, and the story just writes himself. You know, the, the Bucks stay with, go with Kenny and then O'Reilly and O'Reilly and Fish are with Cole. It's, I mean, that's a big six-man six man tag match that you could build, honestly, to a pay-per-view. Like not even just a uh, like one of those special edition type of shows, you know, like the TV, the first ever show on TBS or like Holiday Bash they did this past week, but like, like that's a pay per view quality match, the Undisputed Era versus the Elite, and I would pay money to see that. I I, I could theoretically, we could see it 
at like double or nothing next year, maybe depending on when Kenny comes back. Honestly, the way they'll probably will go go with it is they'll probably do like a, a special type of show, like a fighter fest or whatever, or a fight for the fallen, and have that match, and then probably do like Omega and Cole for like all out next year. Um, yeah, man, I don't, I don't know what else say I can say about this story that I'm just really really excited, really really happy, um, looking forward to seeing more of what Kyle O'Reilly will be doing. Let's get Red Dragon in there fucking everybody up, man. Fucking up all the tag teams. Let's fucking go. Kyle O'Reilly, baby. He is uh, hes where he belongs. He is where he belongs. So happy. So, so fucking happy. Anyway, moving on to the other things that happened this week in the world of pro wrestling. Um, this is... Uh, we're getting with the real world talk right now. So, um... WWE, uh, he, they were scheduled to hold an, an event in Toronto, and um, however, due to the increasing COVID nineteen uh, positive cases, the the uh, event uh, the event pretty much got uh, canceled. Uh, several provinces in Canada were under, are under lockdown. WWE prepared for every possible scenario there is. And as per PW Insider, they're reporting that after this weekend's uh, Marathon of live events and TV tapings. A number of stars and crew members were exhausted. Some of them have now tested positive for COVID. Others who were sick are still waiting for test results. Um, the official report reading, PWInsider.com have learned that there are multiple sources that are coming out of this past weekend's loops of live events and TV tapings. A number of talent and staff were feeling a rundown, and some have since tested positive for COVID, while others were feeling sick and still waiting for test results to return. Um... This didn't necessarily have anything to do with the with the SmackDown show that's going on at the moment. Uh, will be happening tonight because it was pre-taped. Um, but this does bring air to concern. Now I know with this new this new uh, COVID variant, um, there are a lot. You know, there's a lot of concern. You know, a lot of people thinking we could be going backwards. Um, just my two cents in this whole thing. I, I personally. This this particular variant isn't as uh, as far as what we've seen as far as uh, the the symptoms is not as bad as the previous variants. It's just that it spreads fast. I think that's the big concern. We don't want it to keep spreading fast, and we don't want more people to get sick. Um, but WWE and AEW, from what I've read, they they are fully prepared. They are preparing to possibly go back to the Thunderdome and Daly's place, respectively. And possibly have no fans, which would really, really suck. And I really don't want to see like a like another rumble, a COVID rumble in the Thunderdome. Um, we'll see what happens, man. Honestly, just takes things one one step at a time. We'll worry about it when it happens. For now, we still have live wrestling while we have it, and let's just enjoy it and see how, just see how everything goes. So, going through some other little uh, things here, we have. Some backstage news on CM Punk, uh, his reaction to MJF's shoot promos. Over the past few weeks, CM Punk and MJF have traded harsh words in a shoot-style promo, reading this from uh, E-Wrestling News. Reporting to Wade Keller talked about this to PW Torch Audio Update and noted Punk that Punk has no issues with MJF, 
what well, as to what he's been saying about it. It seems like it seems like Punk has been totally cool with everything, like showing no signs that MJF went too far, and that MJF and Punk seem to get along behind the scenes when people see them together planning segments. So it doesn't seem like there any t- any tension there at all. He later added, "All the indications are totally fine with MJF coming." at him hard he's a, uh, a secure play uh, he's at a secure place in his life and he's not uh, sweating it even if MJF scores a few extra points more than punk or punk is or if punk is saying hey hey punk that's the best you got uh, hey punk that's the best you had last week just ripping on a total local hockey team over and over MJF's gloves are off and he's not holding back and apparently the other reports from the same thing is that um you know, we've heard, I've heard, uh, read some reports that apparently uh, certain wrestlers in the uh, AEW uh, in the AEW uh, roster have their own personal locker rooms. Uh, I think one is Darby Allen, uh, Cody Rhodes, uh, MJF, CM, uh, CM Punk. Uh, CM Punk is he's really like you know uh, he's been very receptive. He's been very happy and. You know, with the younger talent backstage, he's, you know, they're asking about, you know, his mat, their matches, their promos, and he's giving constructive criticism, and he's really enjoying all the feedback, and he's been a really cool dude from what I've seen. You know, it really, you know, a com- you know, a company that really focuses on wrestling, really cares about their wrestlers, wants them to succeed, wants them to do well. When someone is getting over, they are going with it, you know. It's crazy to think, right? I mean, storylines that make sense and being happy where you work? I mean, that's a strange thing to run a wrestling company, is it not? Um, it's really cool to see that Punk is finally happy in his role uh, in wrestling again and that he can just, you know, kind of enjoy wrestling and help the younger guys out, which is what he uh he seems he appears to be doing. He appears to be having fun. Um, and one thing to note that's I think is pretty interesting also uh, that also in this I believe it's Wade Keller who is also reporting on this that Brian Danielson actually doesn't have his own locker room like he doesn't have his own private locker room he gets changed in the locker room with the rest of the guys um, and I don't think that's any indication that like you know Punk thinks he's again this thing like 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 Punk in general necessarily thinks that he's better than the other guys but uh, you know he's because he has been. Uh, Coordinating and talking with the younger younger talent and working on stuff with them. I believe the young bucks had a, had their own locker room too. I'm not I'm not particularly sure. I can't remember. But but anyway, that's good to hear. You know, it's always nice to hear that CM Punk is happy because we've always heard so many stories about him being bitter, about him being upset. But uh, clearly, he's having a fun time. Clearly, I think he's having the time of his life in AEW. Uh, let's see here. And the other, another big thing that happened on AEW this week is that we got the confirmed announcement that at the first TBS Dynamite, we'll be getting Hangman Page versus Brian Danielson 2 in Newark, New Jersey. Not too far from me. That's where I went to my first AEW show. Um, Gotta say, I know I'm a little behind with the, uh, with the Brian Danielson versus... <laughs> With the Brian Danielson versus uh, Hangman Page match. But man, what a hell of a match it was. What a hell of a match it was. I, oh man, it was incredible. Absolutely incredible. Um, Wasn't match of the year 
I don't know, man. I I don't know. Dave Meltzer gave it five stars. Whenever you think of Meltzer's star ratings is uh is uh it's up to you. It's up to you whether you not you know. But sometimes the uh, the star ratings kind of bring controversy or or joy or whatever you say it is. Um, it's I don't get me wrong. I thought the match was great. I enjoyed it. I really really enjoyed it. Um, yeah, uh, it's it's one of the best matches of the uh, of the year. One of the best matches of the year, and um, I think Danielson and and Paige just absolutely fucking brought it. I didn't get to watch that match last uh, last week when it was going on uh, live because I was doing my other podcast, Fan Speculation. Uh, you know. Covering, you know, for a new Spider-Man No Way Home movie. And Sean's texting me. He's like, Paige and, and, and Danielson are opening up the show. I'm like, oh, okay. Well, you know, I'll get this done soon. And then I'll be able to watch the, uh, you know, watch the show. We'll watch the rest of the match. Actually, I was like, no. Like, oh, no, fuck. Like, I thought I was going to be able to watch this later. And then, no, they opened with it. But, uh, um, yeah. And then uh, he texted me. like, they went an hour to a draw. I'm like, Jesus Christ. Some people are kind of like against the whole draw thing, whereas me, I'm just like, ah, you know, if the match is good enough, it's only gonna make you want to watch it more, want it more, and that's what it did for me. Um, I thoroughly enjoyed the match, but I think my match of the year probably is still Danielson versus Omega, only because I was there for it. Uh, I was there at Arthur Ashe Stadium for that match, and it was just absolutely insane, you know. Opening that show at this historic type of uh, uh, type of uh, not venue, but like you know, it's the first wrestling show that venue has ever seen, and they open with the absolute biggest dream match you could possibly get for the year, and it, it's they absolutely killed it. Where where you know you could argue Page and Omega or Page uh, or Page and uh, Danielson was better. You, you, who knows? I could definitely see a triple threat down the line of Page, Omega, and uh, Danielson, uh, you know, because in story, uh, Omega has beaten Page, and Page has beaten Omega, but Danielson has not been able to beat either one of them. Um, it's going to be interesting to see what happens with uh, Omega, and, with Page, and Danielson uh, in the near future, because... Just a little secret. I'm gonna be going to that show, and I can't fucking wait. I'm whispering because my girlfriend is in the other room, and she doesn't know I got tickets. So, anyway, uh, should be fun. Should be a good time. And uh, I'm looking forward to next week's uh, Dynamite for New Year's Smash, where it's Orange Cassidy and the best friends versus Adam Cole, Bobby Fish, and Kyle O'Reilly. Uh, going back to Kyle O'Reilly real quickly, him putting up a quote uh, about his AEW debut here. Uh, and he had said that life is crazy, and I'm very grateful that my professional wrestling abilities have ta- uh, have taken me to new frontier uh, to a new frontier in which to explore my ass kick uh, ass kicking ways. Proud to be a part of AEW, and thanks to Tony Khan for the opportunity. If you're a fan of mine from elsewhere, I hope you continue to support me. If you're new to KOR, prepare to see a man that pours his effing soul in in that ring every night and has an unquenchable thirst for cans of whoop ass. Also, Reed, Red Dragon is back. <laughs> yes. Oh, man. Yes, I'm so glad Red Dragon is back. I'm so glad. Oh, man. You know, 
again, they can just elevate that tag division. They can elevate it so, so, so much. Uh, it's going to be good, man. It is going to be absolutely fucking lit. <laughs> I never say shit like that, ever. The other little bit of news story that came out this week is that Rikishi is saying that he wants Umaga to go in the 2022 Hall of Fame. Uh, Rikishi goes on Twitter and says, I feel like it's long overdue. Hashtag Umaga HOF uh, class of 2022. What do you say at the universe? Should my brother go in this year? Um, absolutely, man. Um, what's really sad, not only just Umaga passing away all those years ago, but the fact that he, like, when he died, it was kind of like, he he kind of got snubbed. You know, the company never really gave, like, a tribute or anything, and I kind of fall out of wrestling at this point, but... It would be it would be really great to see him, uh, you know, Umaga inducted into the WWE. You know, he did a lot of cool stuff. He had a great feud with Jeff Hardy. He was around for the whole Battle of the Billionaires thing. He was Vince's guy in his corner, feuding with Lashley. Um, you know, he really <clears throat> he and it could have been something really really special had he won the title, but they had him lose to Cena. But uh, I just remember watching Umaga as a kid, and he was. He was devastating, man. He was absolutely devastating, and uh, how he's not, how he hasn't been in the Hall of Fame is uh, is amazing to me. But um, um, I would hope that Umaga gets put into the Hall of Fame, but eventually he will. You know, uh, I would hope that he gets put into the Hall of Fame. Uh, I mean, I just the fa- the Hall of Fame is weird. You know, it's it's really weird. You know. There are plenty of people they won't let in for certain reasons, but I don't think there's any reason to not put Umaga in the Hall of Fame, especially if the family wants it. I really don't see any reason as to why Umaga shouldn't be in the WWE Hall of Fame next year. But to each his own, I guess, you know. Um, Moving on, uh, if you won't be watching the Christmas episode of AEW Dynamite, we're going to be going through the spoilers right now. Uh, if you do not wish to want to listen to the spoilers, uh, skip over ahead or maybe end the podcast here. Cause quite frankly, I am not sure where I'm going to end this. Uh, <laughs> um, let's see here. So this following weeks of dynamite was in Greensboro, North Carolina. All the wrestling tape, the following matches this Saturday, uh, night for, uh, for this Saturday's Christmas day rampage jungle boy defeated Isaiah Cassidy by submission. And, uh, the notes say here, Jungle Boy got a loud pop. Hook defeated Bear Bronson by submission. Hook also received a massive pop from the crowd. Um, Bear Bronson is a big dude. Him versus Hook should be very interesting. Uh, definitely would like to see that match. Really. Chris Statler defeated Layla Hirsch by submission. And the main event is the American Nightmare Cody Rhodes versus the TNT champion, the Spanish god, Sammy Guevara. And Cody Rhodes defeated Sammy Guevara to become the new AEW TNT champion. Rhodes finished off Guevara with uh, several moves towards the end, including a pet, a pedigree, and a few crossroads finishers. Rhodes and Guevara were both were both way over here. Ah, I'd like to try and find out. I'm sure they're going to be adding a lot of cheers in this whole thing with Cody. <laughs> Cody, oh man, Cody won the TNT title. Um. Man, 
Um, not sure how I feel about that, to be honest. Um, I don't think Cody really needs the title. Uh, hopefully this will be a thing of as, as uh, you know, maybe the, he'll use it to put over a younger guy later down the road. Maybe. Who knows? Um, but I have enjoyed the TNT open, t- uh, open uh, challenge when much better with, uh, with Darby Allen, with Sammy Guevara, um, you know, uh, I just enjoyed it so much. And now Cody's a champion again. I guess we'll have to wait and see. Uh, what's very notable is that, you know, Cody hit a pedigree. I feel like this whole thing with Cody Rhodes going on right now is like very meta. You know, I, I think he's very much trying to be make us aware that he, like, even like referring to it on a promo a while back saying like, please don't boo me. I'm a babyface. I'm a good guy. I won't turn on you. And the crowd turns on him and boos him. I don't know what the obsession is. I don't know why Cody wants to keep being a babyface when the crowd so badly wants to boo him. It, and he's very much been, you know, the Triple H references are not subtle. You know, the throne breaking, uh, double or nothing, the golden shovel uh, just a few weeks ago against Andrade. And now a pedigree. I, I, I mean, I guess he's embracing it since people call him the t- Triple H of AEW. I mean, I guess. I, I, are you going to go on a, a reign of terror with a TNT title? I don't know, man. Uh, again, waiting and seeing how things go. Um, it might be a little bit of old news here, but um, just real quickly before the, we end the podcast here. Um, the, the whole situation between Sammy Guevara and, uh, uh, take, uh, Ty Conti, uh, I think about a week ago, uh, Ty Conti, uh, no, Sammy Guevara, that he broke up with his longtime fiance, Pam Nizio, and that they were, you know, both happy for each other and still care about each other and love each other, but they think it's best that they just go their separate ways. And they announced this, and a whole bunch of people on Twitter, remember, Twitter is a fucking cesspool of people that don't think they just say, and what they say is real, like, oh, you did this, and I say so, because it's uh, it's true, because I say so. Um, people were claiming that uh, Ty Conti is the reason why they broke up, and she was getting a lot of flack, a lot of hate, uh, her Instagram uh, posts were had comments completely disabled uh her twitter was deactivated for a while and now her management team will be posting for her uh whether it be regular or sponsored stuff and sammy guevara had to come out and clarify that no no one had anything to do with me break me and pam breaking up nobody we and he said that they came to a mutual uh, agreement and that they broke up in october they just wanted it to go public now. You fucking people on Twitter, like, seriously, do you guys have nothing better to do than try and, like, speculate and say, oh, you did this. You, you, you homewrecker. You ruined their relationship. You ever thought maybe things were just kind of, like, going bad on their own and they just wanted to, you know, end things and, and while things were, st- they, they could still have some sort of relationship, you know, who knows? Um, I, 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 I don't know, man. Twitter is full of absolute idiots. And 
I don't mean the I don't mean people like you know you guys listening to the podcast or you know my friends on Twitter, but just some people on Twitter can be absolute idiots. Oh man, oh Jesus Christ Almighty! Anyway, I guess to close things off here, report that was going on. Uh, it, reading here from the um, from Russell Talk. Uh, it says that Johnny Gargano, currently a free agent after letting his contract expire at December 10th, after his final appearance in the company on December 7th, original on the edition of NXT, Gargano received a send-off like uh, like Tommaso Ciampa and Shawn Michaels, as per Dave Meltzer in the latest re- edition of Wrestling Observer Radio, gar- that Gargano is heavily considered joining AEW. Nothing that, nothing that things Gargano said both publicly and privately have indicated that he's thinking about becoming an all-elite, all Meltzer said. Just things he said both publicly and privately. I mean, I know he's easily considering going to AEW, put it that way. As of writing, it's unknown if Gargano has received a contract offer from AEW or if he's even been approached by the company. The former NXT champion has noticed that he plans to take a break from wrestling as he and Candice LeRae prepare to welcome their first child to the world. Gargano has recently talked about certain AEW wrestlers in his recent Twitch streams, discussing his and Adam Cole's Knicks WWE project. Excuse me, and starting the, and stating that Kenny Omega is one of his dream opponents. Uh, discussing his NXT rivalry with Tommaso Ciampa, Gargano also teased the continuation of his iconic feud somewhere. Kyle O'Reilly has also let his AEW contract uh, NXT contract expire uh, earlier this month. Debut for AEW Dynamite at the Holiday Bash, which reunited with Adam Cole and Kyle uh, and Bobby Fish. I should say. Um, I mean, that's a no-brainer for Johnny Gargano, is it not? Uh, AEW. Um, because Pers- personally, I-, I would love to see Gargano versus Kenny Omega because at one point, Gargano and Omega were two of my... F- they Well, they are. They are two of my favorite wrestlers. But like in 2018, when Omega was having the feud, his feud with, uh, with Okada and his rise over to the... Uh, well, his rise over having the match at Dominion where he won the title... You know, having some of the best matches of his entire career. And then Johnny Gargano having that feud with Tommaso Champ and having those amazing matches. And then, you know, later have, later turning heel against Aleister Black and then Ricochet. Like, like they're two of my, alt- my favorite wrestlers in modern-day pro wrestling. To see those two lock up would be an absolute dream. And hopefully one day we will see Johnny Gargano in AEW. But for now, we'll have to wait and see. Anyway, I think we might end it off there. More of a positive note. It would be nice to see Johnny Gargano going to AEW. Would you like to see Johnny Gargano go to AEW? Please let us know on Twitter at TNAWP. Or you can let me know at CJ underscore 1214. Uh, thank you all for so much for listening to this episode of the Not Another Wrestling Podcast. Uh, you can follow us on Instagram also at the Not Another Wrestling Podcast. You can follow me on, tw- on Instagram at CJ underscore 1293. Um... Hope you all have a Merry Christmas. Uh, we'll be back again next week, uh, kind of doing a a highlighting of the year, of, of some of my favorite moments of the year, favorite matches, favorite wrestlers, and just talk to sh- and talk, uh, talk a little bit, talk some shit, have some fun. Uh, enjoy your Christmas, everybody. Uh, happy holidays, whatever you're celebrating. Thank you all so much for listening to this episode of the Not Another Wrestling Podcast. I've been CJ Palmasano, and we'll see you all next time.